Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. Today, I am really thrilled to be able to sit down with two incredible people. They happen to be a couple as well. This is Gail Miles. Gail has been a regional counselor in Brampton for many, many years. She's retired now, but as you'll hear, she is still very active in this community, especially through an incredible place we're going to talk about today, Wellspring Chinkuzi Cancer Support Center. Larry Zacker has led Brampton Safe City. He's been involved on a number of fronts here in our city, and both of these individuals, they have such a heart for others. You'll you'll hear that in this conversation. Even after going through some of their own challenges around Gail's cancer journey, they just had this strong desire to help other people, to bring hope to others. And that's just the way these guys are wired. As I said, they're they're good friends. They're good people. And this is an incredible conversation that I think you're going to really enjoy and will translate into many aspects of your life as well. Friends, fast your seatbelts, get ready. This is quite a conversation. Let's dive in. Uh, Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast, and today we don't have one amazing guest, we've got two amazing guests. Uh, As you heard in the introduction, uh, these are two people who have been leaders in this community for quite some time and continue to be through through Wellspring Chinkuzi Cancer Support Center. But before you hear a bit about that incredible ministry and and organization, um, this all came out of some really challenging times. It it sort of started with, with your cancer, Gail, and so maybe we could take some time to go back to that and think about what that was like. And yeah, let's start there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just thinking as I'm sitting here, you know, the saying, the Lord works in mysterious mm-hmm. ways, because it was, I think, about a, a year before I actually received the cancer diagnosis that I came here to North Bramley mm-hmm. Church. Yeah. And I didn't know why mm-hmm. I was led here other than my friend Jane but it really was, um, for me, um, when I was at North Bramalee and I received the cancer diagnosis, I really didn't feel alone mm. in the same way that I would have had I not been mm. here mm. because I was surrounded by people who were caring and I just felt that, um, you know, someone was was looking after me, that mm. the Lord was was there for me mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, it's sort of in, in retrospect, because I really do think the whole Wellspring story was a miracle. And yeah. I think partly it was it was God's miracle. Mm. So, yeah, hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. so, um, yes, in, in 2005, I was diagnosed with cancer. And... Um, no one, like yeah. no one's prepared to be no. told you have cancer, and certainly I wasn't either. Um, so, I like I don't think I really believed yeah. it at first. And but the one thing you find about cancer is that it's all consuming, yeah. and it and it takes over your life, and I think it takes over your family's life as well because um, it's. The, you know, you, you get the diagnosis, but then you 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 start going to medical appointments yeah. and treatments, and and you know um, having you know different tests, and you're waiting. And so for me, it was a whole year where I felt like 
cancer stole my life away from me, that I no longer had any control, and that I was vulnerable and uh, uh, sort of my my whole life yeah. was was impacted by by this diagnosis. So once it was over, um, once I had finished my treatment and things looked good, um, I think that's when Jamie, you and I connected, yeah. because you had been with me through a lot of my my cancer journey. And uh, it was you who said, you know, we can't just leave it yeah. here. Mm -hmm. There has to be more. There's so many people in this congregation yeah. that are being impacted by cancer. We need you know, to do something. I'm, I'm having like just the video reel of, of reflection in my mind is just going on overdrive right now. I remember stopping to get gas, um, going with you to one of your appointments, and they were doing something on the radio for people with cancer. And it, and it just hit me probably because, you know, you and many others also had, had cancer and, and it's, it's, it's close to you, you know, and then we're thinking like everybody's doing something for people who have cancer and the families who are impacted by that. But what is the church doing? You know, and I, I just, yeah. you know, and, and we'll get there eventually, but um, with you, like you said, everything kind of stopped and you focus on, which you need to focus on your health, focus on what's happening. Um, but you, you, you're a regional counselor at the time. So just wondering how that, how that was for you to be, uh, were you public around what was happening? How, how did you juggle all the things that were still going on? Because all those things continued, even though you have cancer. Yeah. How did that, how did, how did you, cause I think that's a challenge people have in the midst of their cancer that absolutely you got to work on that, focus on that, but there's still mm -hmm. this thing called life going on around you as well. Well, I didn't handle it very well. In, in fact, what I did was I didn't tell anyone. I didn't. Oh, I didn't tell anyone okay. at my work. I didn't tell my parents. Um, I guess I kept thinking because you know they they kept doing tests and there would be di different prognoses that maybe it was a mistake, right? And so why would I alarm people? But I think the other thing was I didn't want to seem vulnerable. Yeah, okay. and I I didn't want I didn't want to be a victim, and I didn't want to be a statistic, right? You know, they always... It's actually very common for, for many people diagnosed with cancer to have a hard time telling their families and telling mm. people at work, and, and uh, they kind of bear it on their own for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as we've discovered with yeah. Wellspring, it is so much better Well, it, when you have people around you that can kind of carry some of that burden and, yeah. and support you and... And, and listen to you. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was quite an awakening when we realized how much better. I, I remember the days when you were driving yeah. Gail to some of her appointments, and uh, as you know, there's there's always a a crowd of people waiting for their appointments, and I have this vision of you, this memory of you, <laughs> kind of hopping around. Getting different people's stories and 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 talking to them and <laughs> it was this casual uh, caring you were doing for people. Well, and I, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Gail, but I, I brought a book or some work that I was going to do, and and you were laughing because like you're never going to do work in an environment like yeah. <laughs> like you totally knew yeah. me better than I knew myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Larry, um, often we focus on the person who has the cancer, but but I, I think we've all learned over time that the person who is supporting the person with cancer is just as impacted sometimes in even yeah. more significant ways what 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 and i know you've you've experienced cancer 
um, in family members, you know, b- yes. before Gail as well. Um, yeah. What, 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 what are some of your thoughts around what it's like, yeah, to be the person well, supporting the person with cancer? First off, it, it's, it's extremely hard. It's extremely difficult, uh, when a loved one is going through an illness or, or something like mm-hmm. cancer and you, you, it's so hard to watch their pain. Some ways it's harder to watch a loved one's pain than your own pain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause you can't, you can't fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to fix it and you want to make everything well, but you, you can't. So you, you do the best you can. And, and it's very stressful. Um, we see this a lot at Wellspring caregivers coming there, being part of it. And, and, and some of the programs we have are there to support caregivers as well and kind of help them with, with dealing with that, um, extra stress and, and emotion. So it, it's, it's difficult. But, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's so important that, People don't feel alone mm-hmm. when they're going through a cancer mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Um, that that other people are there to help and and to accept their help because mm-hmm. again, it's hard for people sometimes cancer patients to accept help from others. Yeah, and uh, it should almost be like here's a to do list for other people to help. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know with with me, I I recall now, um, people were were asking me, what can I do to help. Can I drive you? Um, can I, you know, what can I do to to support you in all of this? And I kept, you know, smiling and saying, oh, no, no, it's fine. I don't need any help. And finally, Larry said to me, Gail, you have to let people help mm. you. They're, you know, they're looking for a way to support mm-hmm. you. So, you, ha- you know, you need to allow them to to support you, not just for you, but for them as well, mm-hmm. because they're, they're people who care about you. And once I did that, it was just, it mm. was a, a, a real turning point wow. for me okay. when I finally let people in and let them, let them help, yeah. let them drive me to appointments and, and support me. It was, it really, it was, it was a very important step that, yeah. That I took. Yeah. What 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 happened? What, what when you say it's a turning point? Yeah. What 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 changed for you when you released the pressure of just holding on to it yourself, letting others know, um, letting people help you? Well, you know, again, I I was um, I was trying to hide. I think hide the fear. Yeah. And hide um, hide the denial. I didn't want my family to feel. Um, I guess I was trying to protect them. Mm. I was, I was trying to protect everybody else around me, quite frankly. And, um, and, and also, you know, I was a member of council. I'm not supposed to be vulnerable. I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be strong. I'm supposed to be a leader. So, um, yeah, that was part of keeping the whole thing a secret. So I I guess I didn't want to, I didn't want to see people's concern on, on their face, because then it makes it real, mm. right? Making yeah. it real is, I think, it's really a, a big, a, a big thing when you have a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with cancer, you never know what the next step yeah. Yeah. is going to be. You mm-hmm. don't know what's around the corner for you. So mm-hmm. it really is important. And I think that's Jamie a, a really good segue into talking about Wellspring because it was through, um, you know, I think all of the mistakes that I made with, with um, my cancer journey and recognizing that 
you know, when you get a cancer diagnosis, cancer doesn't usually hurt, but it's the disease itself that is debilitating. It's the fear, it's the control, it's the not knowing, it's the waiting, and it goes on and on and on. And that's why Wellspring was so important to bring something to this community, a place where people could turn, where individuals who had a cancer diagnosis, somewhere where they could go and sit down and get answers um, and understanding, because our medical system doesn't accommodate that. You know, I'm not saying I got amazing medical care, but it's it's all of the other things, the mind, the body, the yeah. soul, the yeah. fear, the support. Yeah. And um, as you know, because you were part of this, was we found Wellspring, and Wellspring really is a place um, of love and caring and hope mm-hmm. for people who are going through that, that cancer journey. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing place with amazing people and volunteers yeah. and programs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's fill in some gaps here because it's one thing to experience cancer, going through it together, come to a point where, okay, we got to talk about this, got to be public about this. Um, but then to go from that experience to all of a sudden building a cancer support center here in in Brampton. Um, yeah, well, how did that happen? What, as you think back, what, what was that process like what were some key ingredients along the way to even make it make it possible maybe maybe larry and then gail and, and the, yeah, <laughs> yeah just because love to hear you know yeah yeah well, because you're watching this whole thing happen you got care concern for your wife um but you also i think larry if i could say you're you're wired in a way that you want to help people yeah. and you recognize that what you're experiencing like hundreds of thousands of people are experiencing as well yeah so as as, as you said we we've really wanted something that would be here on an ongoing basis and, and be open and, and uh, available to people. And uh, from that point, when we made that decision, Gail was the real dynamo in this. Uh, she just, uh, she turned all her, her pain uh, from the cancer and fear from the cancer into a passion yeah, yeah. to build this place and yeah. literally uh, perform miracles. Like I've done fundraising for many, many years and Gail would go out in the morning to meet with a potential donor, and I'd say, "Okay, you got to do this. You got to take <laughs> some time. You got to, you know, you got to woo them. You got to get to know them." And she would go out in the morning, and she'd come back at by noon with a check for a quarter million dollars. <laughs> and I go, "No, that's not how you do it." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, good. Keep going. And you uh, give that back. You're not doing it properly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was it was really something to watch yeah. because. Um, so many people, uh, re- the Gail story resonated with them because so many people have had family members go through cancer or themselves through cancer. And people opened up not only their checkbooks, but I remember uh, being amazed that uh, schools, the students would go out and, and do a fundraiser yeah. and sell, yeah. sell popsicles or sell chocolate bars and show up with a check. And service clubs would, uh, you know, run bingos and, and yeah. do all kinds of events. It was, it was unbelievable. The whole community got together, and in a very short time, in less than three years, we were able to build this amazing center yeah. mm-hmm. and have three years of operating capital. And it was just like the most successful 
miraculous thing I've ever seen yeah. in, is, is a fundraiser. Yeah. 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 Wellspring, yeah. when we when yeah. we found the Wellspring model, they said to us, you have to have a building, you have to have a site, and you have to have at least one year's operating funds in the bank. So um, it was at that time, again, Jamie, you, mm-hmm. you were with me when, mm-hmm. and Larry, when we went to the Wellspring Center, and we just thought we could go and say, we want you to bring Wellspring to Brampton. And he said, it isn't that easy. <laughs> if you want to have a Wellspring, these are the things that you yeah. have, to, have to do. So we came back here yeah. to North Bramley, and we had the discussion, and we made the decision that this was something that yeah. we were going to have to pursue. But in order to make it a reality, we would have to identify some pretty key players yeah. to sit on the board. So. Jamie, um, you were there as mm. as our program, our spiritual person, mm. and uh, we ended up we had to find a doc a doctor, yep. which was Doctor Ryan Gold, mm-hmm. a lawyer, yep. Rob Filkin, an accountant was Dan Labrack, a community leader was Elaine Moore, fundraiser was Larry. Yeah, am I missing anyone? Uh, well. Uh... It's hard to remember back. Yeah. That was 14 years ago. Okay. Yeah. But I think that was a dynamic it. group. Yeah. So we, yeah. we did. It was like, uh, and when Larry came with me um, and when you, Jamie, sometimes when we talked to individuals about sitting on the board, everybody yeah. said yes, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And I found that when first, the very first person I went to uh, to talk to was a, a man named Nick Cordellucci and I was looking for, he was a developer in Brampton and he had a site and I said, Nick, you know, would you be willing to donate a piece of land to Wellspring? He said, Gail, I can't donate that piece of land, but I can build the building for you. I was like, <laughs> what did you say? He said, I'll build the building yeah. for you. There's something wrong if a if a developer who builds houses can't build a cancer center. Wow. So it was like, and from that day forward yeah. I I really felt like I was on a roller coaster, or yeah, I, it it just it just kept moving faster and faster, and and I was finding it was really hard to keep up with the momentum. Mm-hmm. But again, this is where you know I I really felt that I I had um, some spiritual help. I felt yeah. like I had had a hand on my shoulder leading me, and and. Um, pushing me in the right direction because everybody I, that I sat down with, I didn't say, you know, give, give, give us money or, or do this or do that. It was more, this is what we're trying to do for the city of Brampton. This is, you know, what we think that the people that will benefit mm-hmm. from them, from it. And lo and behold, I had... You know, I remember one gentleman saying, okay, we're going to give you a million dollars, a hundred thousand a year for 10 years. <laughs> so again, I went home and I'm like, did he really say that? It was like, I was, I tell Larry and, and he'd be, we, we were just in shock. Wow. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. It was, it was the, it was to me that, that proved human nature, that, the ger- yeah. the generosity and the kindness that people would be willing to 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 give and right enough we went to people who had the capacity to give yeah 
um, for the larger donations, but it, it was just overwhelming that they had had someone in their life that had been yeah. impacted by cancer. They wanted to give something that was going to have a direct impact on the community. They could see how Wellspring is would be a center that would, um, you know, meet the needs of so many people yeah. in the community. So, you know, there wasn't there wasn't anything. Oh, am I going to get a tax receipt? Are you going to do yeah. something for me? None of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all generosity from the heart, mm-hmm. and it. That was the miracle. Yeah, yeah. And then there was, as Larry said, sports groups and service clubs. Everyone everybody. that we yeah. went to, yeah, yeah, police, yeah, yeah. The whole everybody got behind. The it. whole community got on board, and, a, and in part because everybody's been impacted by cancer yeah. for for sure. We've used the word miracle a few times, and I, I totally agree. Like, and, and I, I, I sometimes you don't catch up to a miracle until after it's happened. You know, because as it was happening, you almost didn't. You just are so busy doing it. Though I do remember a video. That you did, Gail, and I remember you very clearly. I don't have the exact words, but basically, you said, "I don't, I don't think this is me. Like, I, I think this is God's project, and I'm, I'm just a vessel. Yeah. I'm just part of it." And I know for me, I, I've thought back to that many times when I'm working on a project or got a got an issue that just seems way bigger than I feel like my capacity or capability. I'm like, okay, no, no, if this is God's, it's going to work out. I'm just going to do my part, and you know, and I think that's the other piece. Like, yeah. miracles can happen. Absolutely, God can work miracles. But yeah. God usually needs somebody and some people to step up and participate in that. Yeah. And this to me is an incredible example of those things happening. I remember sitting on that table um, where we, we together, you know, the group that had put on this evening of hope here, we together realized we got to do more than just that. We got to bring a center here. I don't know if you remember, I remember we all looked over at Gail and was like, <laughs> well, you're the one that yeah. can get the money. Oh, <laughs> so, and I, yeah, and I don't know. So I guess what, what, what we're kind of going with that is, is absolutely God was at work, continues to be for sure. You had, you, you really did have some supernatural power at that point. Like I, I just, I know I remember talking to me, I was like, Gail is an exceptional leader right now. She is, she is on fire. Like she is even like another <laughs> notch, like another gear. <laughs> and that was you. that God gear, you know, s- sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, what, as you think back, um, it's, it's when they look back and now we're here. So it's like, it's all yeah. good. Right. Yeah. But there must've been some moments along the way where you wondered, where you doubted, uh, challenges, uh, pressure that you, you know, just, yeah. What was that like for you? Oh it, yeah. yeah. As it was moving forward and then w- when I started realizing it wasn't just about building this center and then um, having some operating dollars in the bank, this was forever. Like Wellspring is a place Mm. that all of the, all of the funding for Wellspring has to come from the community. So it's, you know, it was it was too late <laughs> when I realized I couldn't stop this train. Yeah. I'm just getting I, it started. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't jump off. Yeah. And that I really had <laughs> committed um, a lot to yeah. to Wellspring. And and I mean, well, the center opened in 2008. Oh. It's now 2023, and Larry's still the press, <laughs> and we keep. Trying and and we do we mm-hmm. we we've, we've recruited new people and the board has changed but there always seems to be something that occurs 
that keeps us yeah. us there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like COVID if I can, was if I can uh, just jump back, uh, yeah. Jamie, on your yeah. your point about times you thought, what the heck? Are we, yeah, yeah. How yeah. are we going to... I think the second daunting, well, first was building of it. But yeah. Once the building is up and running and all But the second part is Wellspring runs on a model of volunteers. Mm. And it yeah. takes many people to do the work that we do at Wellspring to people to greet people as they come in and, and help them in different programs and support them uh, in many ways. So that's for me was one of the daunting, real daunting things is, yeah, we had the building, but now how do we, how do we make it happen? Yeah. And finding those people, and and once again, it it um, there was a lot of positive energy mm-hmm. as people come forward and said, you know what, I've I had cancer, or my husband died of cancer. I want to give back. I want to be a volunteer yeah, at yeah. Wellspring. And and uh, even though at the start, looking going forward, it was like, how are we going to do this? Leap forward a, a number of months, and it's like we had this amazing group of people there, volunteers who who were passionate and yeah. and. Um, and that's when, a, like we talked about the first miracle of building it, but I think there's kind of a, a second miracle happening. It's still ongoing. Yeah. And it's what happens when people walk in the door mm. at Wellspring. It's, you know, and I've seen so many times where people come in for the very first time. They've just had a diagnosis. They've got cancer and they come in and they got the weight of the world on them, you know, and they're just... And they, they don't know what, who we are or what we're doing, but somebody said, you got to go up to this building. Yeah. And they come in the door and things immediately begin to, begin to change. They realize they're surrounded by people who have been where they are, who, who, who are caring, who want to help them. And honestly, in, a, in, in you know, that first visit that might be 20 or 30 minutes, you can just watch their, yeah. their spirits lift and there's hope. Yeah. And it's, it's through the amazing gift of time and talent we get from the volunteers that make that happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that, I don't know. I, yeah. I watch it. I see it, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, I can't define it. Yeah. You know yeah. what, you know what yeah, I mean? For, for sure. No, but, but you know, I, I think there is a feeling that you have when you walk into Wellspring and, and for those that are maybe listening or watching that are trying to get their heads and their hearts around, okay, what, what, what is Wellspring? What does it do? Like there, there definitely is a feeling you have of, I think it goes back to that, that idea, Gail, you were saying, but just just felt like you weren't alone once you started telling people. And I think I think that would be one, you, you feel like you're not alone, you know, and it takes a lot of courage to, like it took courage to tell people. My, my experience, it takes courage for people to go and and for lots of different diff, different reasons. Yeah. Um, what are what are some of the things that people can experience at Wellspring? Some of the, some of the programs, some of the impact that you see it happening, definitely that piece of just, as you said, Larry, you're not alone. You, you, you've got people who have experienced this. Volunteers often have gone through cancer themselves. That's 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 you know I think I think quite often that's that's the case. Um, so there's this feeling of yeah, not being alone. People are with you. Here's a place you can go. Um, what are some of the practical ways that people are experiencing hope and being helped as as well? In addition to that, well, we run about um, 52 different programs. So there's there's a, a, a wide variety of programs that people can choose from when they come to Wellspring, depend on, depending upon their own personal needs. Mm-hmm. So we do have volunteers that will sit down when someone comes in, and we have peer support volunteers that, that will talk to them and explain to them the different programs and try and find the kinds of programming that, 
that individuals um, need. One of the most popular programs that we have now is the Cancer Exercise Program. And it's a program, mm. cool. you know, for people who, um, you know, are, could be in different stages of their cancer journey yeah. or finished. But we have trained physiotherapists who meet with them and set up a program for them so that they they stay healthy. But we also have yoga. We have Reiki. Um, I think the popular, the most popular program, um, supportive type program is a healing journey. A healing journey, mm-hmm. yes. It's I think there's seven different stages that individuals go through for the healing journey. There's a program called Finance Matters because again, yeah. Um, yeah. what do you, what do you do yeah. if you're the 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 sole support or yeah. or your um, uh, your your paycheck is yeah. is what is keeping the family yeah. going and, yeah, and sure. you can no longer work. Um, nutrition, mm, yeah. Nut- nutrition is another huge area that people. Um, I know when when you're diagnosed with cancer, um, you want to be you want to start eating healthy. Yeah, I know. I I thought I should quit drinking red wine, and that was <laughs> I never quite managed that. <laughs> But, but I thought I should. Yeah. And then of course I found out that there's nothing wrong with a glass of red yeah. wine <laughs> if you talk to the cardiac doctors. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. you know, people are looking for different things. And I think Wellspring is set up so that it can there there's programming and support depending upon what are like, the needs yeah. of the individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because people's needs will all be different, and I love yeah. the the spectrum of of just serving people. Um, yeah, that's um, yeah. It's a very important message too for yeah. for people that um, we try and convey is that everybody's journey with cancer is different. Yeah, and you know, there's a tendency nowadays if you get diagnosed with something, you go on the internet, and <laughs> the tendency is you you go yeah. with the worst case example. Mm-hmm. And, and um, when people come to Wellspring and they meet people who have survived cancer. And they meet people who can, uh, who are there to kind of help them and listen to them. That's one of the really important things we do is listen to people. Yeah, for sure. Often you don't have any, you, you, you can't express your fears to your family or to, to people you work with. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. But at Wellspring, that environment's there so you can kind of just let it out. And then we have people who can kind of guide you through. Here's some programming here's some support here's some things you can do yeah to overcome that fear and that stress yeah yeah we have a lot of a uh, um, wellspring is a yeah. hub too of, of a lot of organizations yeah. there for cancer support so prostate cancer support group breast cancer support group um there's the group that provide wigs when someone's going through chemo- yeah. chemotherapy um, look good feel good look good feel mm. good yeah, yeah. and yeah. um and and we've had drumming there. Mm, yeah, we've had um, oh art therapy, music therapy. Um, yeah, again, all, all kinds of of different programs that um, I think in the long run they end up being spiritual because yeah. they they're they're making you feel good, um, and you're in this safe environment with others who. Absolutely, get what you're going through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned the word hope earlier, and that really is a place of hope, eh? And and, yeah. and I, I love 
I think how, how we said earlier that the miracle of of it happening was was one big miracle running it absolutely and there's all kinds of a business that needs to be run really in some ways resources yeah. and staff but that every time somebody walks through that door it is a miracle i think and they do experience hope and i know we need to protect people's um anonymity but but does any stories come to mind of, of this would be an example of someone experiencing hope <laughs> through wealth? Yeah, i think when we get down to the individual that's really what it's yeah. all about yeah. So uh, I had a gentleman there one day, and uh, an older gentleman, and, and he came up to me and he he thanked me for having Wellspring, being, being part of Wellspring, and then he told me a story. He said, um, I was diagnosed with cancer, and he said, my wife said I should come to Wellspring. I said, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going to any place like that. And he said he fought it for a long time, and finally his wife put her foot down and said, you have to come to Wellspring. So uh, he came and he said it just turned his life around. A, from the hope it gave him, cool. but also just the camaraderie of he would go, he would be part, he was part of the exercise program. He was part of some of the other programs. And he was there with other people going through the exact same thing he was. And that was part of the hope and part of the, the give him strength. And he said, you couldn't pry me out of this building anymore. Oh, <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm here. I'm a lifer. You know? Oh, he's probably um, the guy bringing others now and sharing, yeah, you know, inviting. But he inviting. went from total, yeah, I'm not that's going cool. there to wow. absolute, this is yeah. the most amazing place to yeah. be. So, Tell the story of yeah. the lady that you met at the, at the walkathon. Oh, yeah. That was just, we had our walkathon last September. And... um I was there early to help organize, and a number of people were there yeah. before. And this lady was walking from in front of the stage, and she was her crying or just bawling her eyes out. I thought, oh my gosh, she must have lost somebody. She, you know, something bad has happened. So I went over and I said, "Are, are you okay? I said, can Can I help you?" Can And she said, "Oh, these these are tears of joy." Mm. She said, "I'm just so happy to be alive and to be here today." And then she went on to explain, she said, six months ago, my doctor told me I was terminal wow. and I should go home and get my affairs together. And she had been a, a member of Wellspring, but independently of that, her cancer disappeared. It, it just went away. Mm. And she mm -hmm. said, I had given up everything. I'd given up all hope and, and I was prepared, you know, to die. And, and it went away. And she said, I'm wow. seeing life so differently now. Wow. I Everything. Bet. I'm just just being here this morning with the sun shining. Uh, she had me crying. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, yeah. and giving her a hug. But it, it was an amazing story. And there are so many amazing stories of survival yeah. now yeah. because more and more mm. people are surviving cancer. Yeah. And, um, and hope is so powerful. Yeah. I think especially when you're when you're going through cancer and the whole diagnosis and if a loved one has it or a friend has it the only thing you have is hope yeah, yeah right yeah that's that's what you have to hold on to yeah um that's what you have to make you strong is the hope that um at the end of the day everything's going to be okay mm -hmm. mm, right no wow. matter what what the yeah, outcome absolutely because it's yeah. not always the outcome you want no. but the end of the day it's going to be okay yeah, yeah yeah oh love that love that yeah, yeah. and jamie yeah. can i shift gears for a minute and talk a little bit about how the pandemic has changed mm, sure. things at wellspring yeah. mm -hmm. so you know the hallmark our, our our strength has always been we're a place for people to come to 
But when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, like so many businesses, we, we had to close the doors. For sure. Yeah. Because we had a very vulnerable yeah, population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it became difficult. Prior to that, we, as an organization, and remember there's uh, six wellsprings across Canada. So we were kind of limited in, you know, we couldn't be in many rural communities or other places and limited in how many people we could reach. And this just made it worse. All of a sudden, all six places were closed. But for a long time before that, we kind of had a, a dream, I guess, that we'd be able to help people online. Great program. So you, so you had that dream thought before yeah, the pandemic. But interesting. It, it never happened. It was just too oh, no, big a too busy dealing with people that are there. Yeah. <laughs> now all of a sudden our centers were closed. Wow. And and this Canada wide network, we got together and we formed a new service uh, where we took our programs online. And uh, most of the programs were able to transfer online. And it was called uh, it's called Well on the Web. Hmm. And uh, people from anywhere. You could be in, um, I don't know, Saskatoon yeah. or Whitehorse. Alaska. Or anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go online yeah. and you can participate in these programs and, and in, the, in the support. And it, oh my gosh, it's really opened our eyes to what the possibility of being a truly Canada-wide total service that we can help anybody anywhere as long as they can get to the web. Yeah. And so it's created a, an entire new uh, goal. Yeah. Before it was a dream or a, yeah. or a hope. Now it's like, we can do this. Yeah. So we actually have uh, uh, a group from all the centers, a group of people who are now working towards this um, strengthening and enhancing this uh, online service. Amazing. And, the, yeah. and we've all yeah. got yeah. used to the virtual yeah. world, haven't yeah. we? Nope. Like at first it was like for, for me... Uh, I thought, no, that's yeah. you know, that's not going to work. But I mean, we still have Zoom calls once yeah. a week with our families that are yeah. are around the globe, really. Yeah, yeah. no, and it, yeah. and we're so comfortable. You feel like you're in there. Yeah, you're with them. Yeah, and yeah. No, it's cool. Another so another example. Worked. As hard as the pandemic was, it it's, forced us to be creative sometimes and do things that yeah. maybe we'd thought of, or sometimes <laughs> we had never thought of, but yeah. it really works and it continues yeah. to. I wish yeah. I had bought yeah. shares in Zoom. Yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. No kidding. Um, yeah. there's, there's another outcome that came from the pandemic, though, and unfortunately, it's not a positive one. So, again, because people um, uh, didn't go out and didn't do things, we lost a lot of our volunteer base. Okay. Where we had, you know, um, close to 100 volunteers helping in the center. Since the pandemic, we... we uh, have a big gap. There. Okay. So there's yeah. maybe something absolutely to yeah. consider helping is we're for looking sure. for people to volunteer. Yeah. And there's all kinds of different volunteer roles. Yeah. Is it, you know, um, from, from greeting people at the desk to helping with some of the administrative work to absolutely. all those things. So there's a, there's a role there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And if people want to give some time and, and really want to help others who are going through cancer, we'd love to see them come to Wellspring. Yeah. Oh, that's up. great. And um, Wellspring has a website, so people could just reach out through mm -hmm. the website, uh, yeah. I assume. Yeah. yeah, we didn't mention that all of the programs at Wellspring are actually run by trained mm -hmm. um, individuals, um, professionals. Yeah. So those they are paid professionals in their field that offer the program, but the rest of the center is run and supported by volunteers. Nice. So yeah. we have um, a strong need for, for volunteers um, in many different capacities in the center. Yeah. 
but not in areas where they wouldn't be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if people are listening, watching this today, uh, obviously getting the word out, maybe they know somebody who has yeah. cancer, maybe they or a family member has cancer, Wellspring is a place to go to find hope, to know you're not alone. Volunteers would be another way to, to help out and support this. And there's always yeah. a need for resourcing. So um, if someone's Donations feeling called to, to, <laughs> yeah, to, to offer some financial resourcing, um, as you said earlier, it, it, this, this is how it works. Yeah. And this is how I've it works. never heard yeah. anyone say, I'm sorry I went to Wellspring. Yeah, no. Right? No. It's always been, oh my, I'm yeah. so happy that yeah. I went to Wellspring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. life-changing for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, exactly. G- Gail and Larry, thank you for just being really good friends and really oh. exceptional leaders and saying yes uh, to this miracle <laughs> that God was looking to bring to Brampton, mm-hmm. but needed some people to lead it and to bring it and to build it and to run it. Um, I'm really curious, you know, before we, we close with a little good news podcast rapid fire um one thing i've talked about i'm curious as a couple you've you've just it is, it's hitting me as we're talking that you have served together on this project like and continue to what what has it been like for you two as as a as a couple because <laughs> oh, i gotta i gotta oh. think there's gotta be times where you know oh, yeah. yeah and then and then obviously yeah so just yeah i won't try to answer the question <laughs> but i'm i think yeah just to be able to serve at such a high level as a couple it what's it been like for you yeah what is it like? You know what we we don't always agree. Yeah. In fact, we often so you're human. we often yeah. don't agree. But uh, you know, I think both of us come from a, uh, the world of not for profit, where you you work with committees, you work as a team. Yeah. So it's okay to not agree. At the end of the day, if you are a well functioning team. Everybody has a voice, and at the end of the day, you build a consensus mm-hmm. as to, you know, what what is the direction you should take. And I think that's one of the things that we've been able to do. Yeah, is is that it's not just us. We're only one of a team, and uh, a lot of times we're sitting on opposite sides of the fence. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's that's not, um, yes. you know, that's not that's not for us. Um, we don't really have difficulty mm-hmm. with that because mm-hmm. I mean yeah. we disagree with up. a lot of things yeah. at home too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting question or subject, Jamie, because it's come up a number of times. Like, is it ethical for a married couple to serve on the same board of directors? Hmm. Yeah, and um, I've kind of done a bit of research and, and listened to people's stories, and one of the things that resonated with me is um, couples that say it's helped to enrich their relationship that they serve the same cause together. Mm. Because yeah. the, otherwise yeah. there would be times I was um, on my own on Wellspring or Gail, she'd be doing things away from me or apart from me, but we're able to share this. Yeah. So, if, so we go to the, to the, to the golf tournament and we go to the events and we, and, and we do all the things as, as a couple and as board members. And for us, it's been a very enriching experience. Yeah. 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 And I would, anybody ever ask yeah. me, well, should you, serve with your wife or your husband on a board, I would say absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it is, it is, a, it becomes that shared experience. Yeah. 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 And we I still disagree though. Well, and that's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> real. That's real. I, I, think, I love that. I love that. I think yeah. for me and probably Larry would say the, the same thing. If, if there's one thing that I have accomplished in my life that um, I'm really proud of and feel good about it's, it's gotta be Wellspring. Oh, oh. It's, you know, yeah. I just, yeah. Um, 
to have that center here and know that it's it's helping people all the time. It 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 feels good. Yeah. It yeah. feels really good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amen. Well, you know what? I think maybe it's a good time to close with a prayer here. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. yeah, a great uh, perfect. Let's pray, guys. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord, thank you. Yeah, we're just feels like holy ground here as we've taken some time to to reflect and just see you at work through it all and in 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 so many ways uh to lead Gail and Larry to um to work through their own cancer journey, to to be public over time ab- about that and not only to find healing and hope themselves, but then to have this this deep conviction and desire to bring that same hope and help to others. Uh, that that's all part of what led to to Wellspring being here in Brampton for you having this idea. We trusted it was always yours, that you are you are the one who brings about miracles, but you involve us in that. And for Larry and Gail and many others who have been a part of it and continue to be, uh, we just thank you for the miracle continues that that people will hear this, that they'll respond, whether it be volunteer or resourcing or or going to Wellspring and and and, and inviting someone to Wellspring so that that miracle can continue. So we we thank you for all of this. It makes it really does put our life in perspective. It makes uh, life um, very much worth worth living as we do our very best and only experience your blessing, but also to share that blessing with others. And Wellspring has and can just do that in extraordinary way. So we thank you for all of this and and just uh, yeah grateful for this time for this life that we we share in Jesus name. We pray, Amen. 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 Larry and Gail, thank you so oh, much. That yeah, was yeah. It was a good conversation. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, hopefully, have you back uh, because there's lots of other topics we could talk about too. But <laughs> yeah, this was yeah. the right one for today. For that sure. was good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for joining us on the Good News Podcast. Always great to, to be with you. And again, please uh, look up Wellspring. Uh, there's lots on the web. Uh, their their website has lots of information programs. But you can also be a part of extending and and helping this miracle continue as people find hope and help when they're impacted by the cancer journey. Friends, God bless you and be with you. Always good to be with you. Man, I told you these guys were like a dynamic duo, aren't they? I, I love I love how we ended there talking about what it's like to serve as, as a couple, you know, and 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 Gail and Larry, they're, they're awesome. They're just so real. Of course, there's times where it's challenging, where they don't agree and they have to work through that. But uh, of course they do because they're great people and uh, they're able to, to do those kinds of things really, really well. But also love what Larry said, just that it's been a blessing to serve together because instead of being away from each other, they get to spend extra time together um, to be at functions, to serve on the board together. And I can tell you this, man, our city is a much better place because of all the work that both of them have done to make Wellspring Cancer Support Center what it is today. It is a place that can use to bring hope and help to, to so, so many. Maybe you've been inspired by this. Maybe you said, hey, I want to help. I want to be a volunteer. I want to I want to give some resourcing, some finances. I, I want to let somebody I know who's struggling with cancer themselves, I want to let them know about this place where they can go and they can find that kind of help and hope as, as well. You know, it's, it's interesting. I also love that part where we talked about God's miracles uh, that also involve us. And, and, and somehow there, there's, there's just a reality. Those two things go together. God's got some great ideas. There's many things that God wants to see happen on planet Earth. But God 
always involves regular people like you and me. And so it may not be for you. It may not be building a cancer support center. Uh, but what is it? Maybe there's something that you've been sitting on, that you're thinking about, that you've been kind of feeling, and you're realizing it's time to step up. It's time to say yes. It may be scary, but it'll be okay because you and God, I want to assure you, you and God make a great team. And hope you heard that in this story as well, that we all can join God, partner with God to be a part of bringing miraculous activity, amazing things, healing and hope to this broken world. So don't forget to follow us on Good News with Jamie Holtam, Instagram. Uh, love it if, if you could share this. If you want to subscribe to the Good News Podcast, you'll find out every time an episode is, is released. Also, don't forget Wellspring Cancer Support Center here in Brampton. Check out their website. Lots of information there. Share it around because who knows who you might help by doing so. Friends, always good to be with you. Thanks for joining the conversation today. God bless you and be with you. Look forward to seeing you again real soon.